Medicare for all. Your bros can suck my balls. Fuck your reply, guys. Please don't fuck your reply, guys. Just listen to Reply Guys. Hello and welcome back to Reply Guys. I'm Kate Willett. And I'm Mohanad Al Sheikhi. Hello, everyone. Hello. We're we, back. Yes, we were we're back. I was off because I taped a comedy special. Mohanad came. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was there and it was great. It was fantastic. Can't wait to see it. I mean, see it again, I guess. <laughs> I think I think everyone's gonna like it except for like one guy, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> maybe yeah, two guys. I wonder I wonder why. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, we, we will never. I mean, you you will know when you see it. So you have to watch it to know if you're the guy or not. Yeah, I. That's, I, man. You know who I was thinking about in terms of like one guy. I don't want to be thinking about. It is you guessed it, Donald J. Trump. Yeah, yeah. That's the biggest reply guy. He's he's back. Yeah. So he is back. He announced yesterday that he was running again officially in 2024. What do you think of this? I okay. I honestly it's not it's not just about him running. It's everything that comes with it. Like the cringe, the media cycle. Yeah. The cringe, the media cycle, the people who have built their whole personality uh replying to Donald Trump Twitter account. Uh, or commenting on everything he does. I am so tired of those people. I am done. I don't want them. I don't want them to be relevant again. And also obviously he's going to destroy so much but you know, I don't want to I don't want to have rights be taken away and also be so fucking annoyed. Yeah, I know. I'm thinking about like all the Trump reply guys. Like truly it was like the worst time for reply guys, you know, like it's like I mean, we just had, do you remember Brooklyn Dad Defiant? I guess he's been famous even since Trump still, because he's done a few things. What did he do? He's still here. He's yeah. still, I mean, every, uh, all of Trump reply guys now are busy replying to everything that Elon Musk posts. So that's their whole thing now. They okay. found a new uh, villain they can just come out with their clapbacks. And as much as I hate Elon Musk, I am not going to have him I don't, I'm not going to have notifications on for every time he tweets just so I can say something back to him. No, that's so annoying. Like, I mean, I just can't, like, think that... I mean, to me, it's just... I I don't know if I think Trump will become president again. I, You know, people keep saying it'll be DeSantis. I honestly think that it won't. You know, like, Trump is just going to be a lot yeah. funnier than DeSantis if there's any kind of primary. Like... Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And it's just, yeah. it's never like the least funny person loses. That's the way that it, it goes usually. Um, so I don't know, but like, it's yeah. just. I mean, hopefully they both, they both run, you know, that way, like they would just like destroy one another. And then, you know, it's, it's fucked up that the most exciting outcome is that we get Biden again. Yeah, it's a good outcome here. I think that that's probably what'll be true, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't completely rule it out that it could be someone else, depending on like Biden's health and. But it, probably it'll be him, like ninety nine point nine 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 percent. I mean, chance. yeah. But again, you know, two two years when you're like I don't know seventy nine. That's uh that's a that's a decade in our in, by our standards, you know. Like so much can happen to him in two years. Speaking of the Elon Musk reply, guys, dude, have we like we haven't really talked about Twitter since Elon took it over officially? Yeah, because we were like off. Um, but ugh, what do you? What do you? Yeah. Say? Oh my God, it's so bad. It's 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 truly incredible to me how someone can can destroy a company this quick, like. To fail this quick, I I truly had no idea that could be a thing. Like, like I, usually it takes like a few years, you know, to fuck it up. But this guy, 10 days, that's all it took. It's, it's insane. 
Yeah, it's only been 10 days. Oh my God, that's not anything. I was thinking about, um, I talked to a couple of engineers who one was just fired from Twitter and one used to work at Twitter a while ago. And the guy who used to work at Twitter a while ago was telling me, you know how they fired a bunch of people from their trust and safety division? That it was like the, the content moderation. Well, what he was saying is the majority of what the trust and safety division does is not even content moderation. It's like keeping child porn off the website. And so what he's worried is going to happen is that it's going to become like a child porn cesspool, which would obviously be like the most horrible thing. Um, but, you know, he was saying that, uh, like, Twitter was really kind of continually criticized for not dealing with harassment earlier. And he was saying that from his perspective, like, working there, that was because, like, most 90% of that team's resources was going to keeping child porn off the site. And so that Jesus could Christ. be, yeah, I mean... What an upsetting topic. I'm sorry for being a bummer, but no, it's just no, like... <laughs> no, it's, no. It's like, but I just, I just cannot believe that you, like, I'm not sure even, even, even if he asks what that team does or he knows. But like, imagine being like, yeah, this, this team is in charge of keeping child porn off of the internet, off of Twitter, and him being like, I'm, I'm still gonna fire them. He probably doesn't. This know. is what I want to do. I mean, I don't think that he probably listened to enough people to even learn that information. I don't know. A lot of the stuff that he keeps saying about Twitter, he keeps being corrected either by people who work for Twitter or they keep adding like these like uh, notes under his tweets, flagging them as false or wrong. And it's <laughs> I know, just that's like, so funny. <laughs> yeah. Bro, just ask, just ask the people who work there. Like a lot of the stuff that... Also, a lot of the stuff that I feel like people like, what are just like, pranking him, just giving him like random phrases to say. Yeah. Because you see other people like who are not engineers at Twitter, just like at other places being like, bro, this makes no sense. These are sentences. Each of these words makes sense on its own. How do you put them together? They make no sense. And I feel like he has no idea what he's talking about. It's fucking insane. Yeah, it's, I mean, He's fired so many people, um, like, I guess half the staff. And then, like, I, people keep resigning since then. There's been a couple of really high-profile resignations. But, you know, I imagine that, like, working there has just got to suck yeah. so bad because you not only have, like, twice your workload because your half your team is gone, but, you know, also it just keeps breaking. And, um, yeah, you know, it's just starting to get a lot more bugs now. My friend who used to work there told me that, like, because I was like, why is anyone still staying at this company? Like, why isn't everyone just leave? Because it's not that hard to get a job if you're a software engineer compared to other industries. The tech is in a downturn right now, but it's just yeah. always a pretty good industry to be in compared to other ones. You know, especially if you are coming from a very yeah. high profile company like Twitter, like that's a thing that people are glad to see on your resume or LinkedIn or whatever. But yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, he was saying that they have like stock option or the stock that has to vest basically and that Elon has to buy them out for like mm. $54 a share, but they have to be there for a certain amount of time, like years before they're vested. Oh, I see. Yeah, but so if they quit, Elon doesn't have to pay them. And so it's like potentially a good thing for him if they leave, maybe in the short term, but also he has to find new staff, you know? It, it does make no sense. It's just like, I mean, he's just basically, I don't I don't think the website is going to survive really because no one wants to work there. Like people are not joining the company, you know? No. Why would anyone join the And company? also you can't really, yeah. And you can't really replace people. It's not about like, it's not about expertise. It's about like knowing Twitter itself as a platform. Yeah. Like all the institutional knowledge and, you know, it's just, I mean, yeah, I've been noticing bugs. Like I can't change my name on Twitter. I have to promote my special for the rest of my life, I guess, and be Kate Willett triad theater. But you know, I mean, it's just also everyone's been talking about this like blue check thing that he's going to do where he's just giving, you just pay for a blue check now. So it makes it like kind of irrelevant, like, 
you know, journalists and stuff used to have them. So you'd be like, oh, this is maybe real information or whatever. So, know. you know, this person is who they say they are. And obviously there was mass chaos, which was so funny of like, you know, Eli, Eli Lilly's stock dropping because someone tweeted yeah. from a joke account that insulin was now free and still hasn't recovered. Yeah. Some of the best pranks out there, in my opinion. I mean, hey, you know, sometimes it, sometimes it works, you know, like in that case, I'm just like, fuck them and fuck their stock, you know, but overall it's bad. And now everyone should, it's, it's just like, okay, here's my thing about the blue, blue check mark, which is separate from Elon Musk, which is like this whole thing about like having a check mark and how somehow that makes you wealthy or elite. I know it's so funny never made sense to me it's also like if you're feeling like if you're feeling inferior to someone who has a blue check mark i think you have issues that you need to work on and that's 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 your that's your problem to work on nothing comes with that blue check it truly is just useless all it says is that you are who you say you are that's it yeah i mean you know i think it was I think because I've thought about this and I think, you know, there was like there's so much resentment of the media um, mm -hmm. you know, that we saw with Trump of like, you know, basically like the media is like a bunch of elitists and stuff. And, you know, I think that Elon is just kind of and his fan base. It's just kind of that sort of like, fuck the media, you know, the fake news kind of stuff. Yeah, that the blue check uh is just like the way of taking it out, you know. No, I think everyone who has a blue check is a journalist, which I've learned this week because I had one of my tweets featured on Fox News as one of the journalists having a meltdown over Elon Musk. So that's great. <laughs> what, what did the tweet say? It, it basically, uh, it literally was just like about like how the check mark is like, it really means nothing. And most journalists like... Like media at least, yes, get paid so much money, but like most local journalists and shit, like they don't get paid shit. No, not even like 30K sometimes. It's such a bad, bad paying job. Like most people who do it, yeah. rich parents so, or else they can't do it. Yeah, exactly. And they just took that as, a, as, as me being a journalist who had a meltdown over Elon Musk. And I'm like, that's fucking incredible. Good oh job. Oh my God. They're so stupid. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen, honestly. I don't know where people would go. Yeah, Nothing offers what Twitter offers. I don't think Mastodon is going to be it. I could be wrong, but I, I fucked around a little on Mastodon, and it's, like, not useful in the same way. It is bad. <laughs> it fucking sucks. Uh, I, I don't know how to use it. It was so confusing. The only reason I signed up is just so I can have my name first, I guess. And that's it. Yeah, same. Yeah, I think I got my name and just in case it takes off or something, you know, so I don't have to be like Kate Willett six five or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I know. I mean, hopefully it takes off. I don't know. If it takes off, I'm just gonna I'm gonna try to uh be one of the first people to optimize it. Just so I can like, you know, gain followers out of the blue. Just be uh, just be one of those people who are like got a Twitter account back in two thousand and nine or some shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, or like the TikTok people, like that's like so many people now that like just got on TikTok super early and now they're like headliners <laughs> that are coming in. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I can't do this shit now. I'm just like, I'm sorry, but I can't. So. I can't post on TikTok now. <laughs> um, so what was I going to say? You had a couple takes about the midterms that you thought were pretty dumb that you wanted to share. Well, yeah, I mean. Yeah, I mean, today, as of today, Republicans have, like, officially taken over the House. Uh, Democrats did maintain the Senate. But my thing is with the, with, the, with the House results, obviously, the House was mostly lost because of New York as a state. Because they fucked up and they lost so many seats. They, like, Republicans, I think, flipped four seats in New York. And... When you look at the numbers, New York has more Democratic registered voters than they have Republicans. About half of them didn't even show up. And now 
And now, you know, uh, moderate Democrats are blaming that on progressives, which uh, which makes no sense, you know. Uh, they're like, oh, this is how they lost it. I'm like, no, literally most of the races that mod moderate Democrats won was because progressive were campaigning for them. No one else was doing the work. They would have lost even more if it wasn't for progressives in New York. And then obviously the the, the smartest man in New York, the the, uh, the cool man of New York City, uh, Mayor Eric Adams, said that the reason... Uh, Democrats have lost this big in New York is because uh, the bail reform. Yeah, that was a popular... And the bail reform has added... Yeah, has added more crime. And that's why people did not want to vote for Democrats because there's so much more crime now. And I don't know. I mean, I, I live in New York and I, I know you do too. I am not sure if you have been seeing a lot of crime, but according to Mayor Eric Adams, people are just being stabbed left and right as soon as you leave the house. Yeah, the New York crime That's what Democrats have lost. The the crime panic in the media has been wild, especially about Barrow Farm, as you're mentioning, you know, because I mean that's such a particularly evil one because you know, bail reform is like people who like for bail to be set, you have to have not been convicted of a crime. And so we got, we had all these people, you know, like, I mean, just the idea of being like in Rikers was like not able to go home simply because you didn't have the money, you know, not convicted of any crime. There were people there for multiple years, in some cases, you know, people died there, you know, and mm -hmm. I mean, it's slated for closing, but it, it keeps getting pushed back and it, I, I, mm -hmm. who knows what's going to happen, but it's, it's so horrible. Bail, bail reform is, is like literally the most ghoulish thing that you could blame for like an election loss. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, like, it's so easy to just look at the numbers, like the, like the stats of like, People who were released for nonviolent crimes or misdemeanors, and what was the percentage of those people who who were who were arrested again for a violent crime? It's literally maybe like less than one percent. Yeah, it's fucking insane. And Eric Adams making it sound like whenever you release someone, they go and commit a bigger crime somehow. And it's just like, that is not true though, because all they have to do is look at the numbers. But obviously people are not going to look at the numbers. People are just going to listen to local news. And sometimes they watch local news just, just to see what's going on. And if you only watch local news, you really think the city is on fire. Yeah, no, I mean, I tweet- The state is on fire, yeah. Yeah, I tweeted once that like, I felt safe in New York and people from all over the country started flip flipping out. Because I think people in the suburbs just think it's so dangerous here and it's literally fine. Yeah, according to some guy in Ohio, um, this is uh, this is the most dangerous city to live in. It's, yeah. it's, it's so bad here. And it's, it's always so funny to me because it's just like, have you been to New York City before? No. Okay. Uh, where are you getting this news from? Twitter. Cool. So we're not believing the people who live in the state, but we're just going to hear what other... It's the same thing about like when you hear about Portland in the news and how it's a hellhole, and then you go there, and it's just like, there's nothing happening here. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's also so like... Quiet. You can look up the crime stats. Like, they're publicly available, and this out-of-control crime surge is not happening. Murders are not up yeah there's like theft but is that will up. require like 10 yeah that will require like what 10 seconds of research and no one has that time yeah you know <laughs> like i feel like we're asking too much from these guys who spend all day on social media to use the same internet they they have they use for social media to just look up I mean, even if they look up crime stats, they're just like, mm, no, this is the liberal media numbers. Yeah, exactly. No, Show me the Republican even... numbers, and there is no such thing. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, what is what is the sources that Tucker Carlson is using? And they're just like, I'm sure he's very smart. He has his resources. And I'm just like, no. 
No, no it's, a, it's not a not, control. But yeah. 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 I mean, I mean, hey, yeah. There, I mean, there's someone. Uh, you, you can't hear him, but my door is being knocked on right now by criminals who trying to to kill me, and I'm just, you know, I got so used to it that I'm not even moving. Well, with that, I want to uh, introduce our guest for the week. Um, and uh, she is very cool. Um, I'm super excited to have her on the show. She is a Los Angeles-based comic. We'll be right back with Fifi Dosh. Just listen to Reply Guys. Hello and welcome back to Reply Guys. We are here with Fifi Dosh and she is so funny. She is a comic I love from LA. Uh, we got to do a little bit of work on Beavis and Butthead together. I'm just so glad you're on the show, Fifi. I'm super glad to be here too. And it was lovely meeting you in B&B. I've been having so much fun on that show. That's awesome. So how long have you been doing stand-up? Oh gosh. Well, like 10, 11 years, but the first year I started in Montana where I was going to college. Mm-hmm. And I don't really know how to quantify that time, but that's technically when I started. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Mo- uh, time does not count in Montana, but what what part of Montana were you in? I was living in Bozeman, which is the Southwest. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Bozeman's the, fun. The- yeah, it's the beautiful yeah. part where rent costs is just as much as it does out here because, you know, we're pricing out everybody of everybody, every beautiful place in the world. Yeah, oh, it's wild. Yeah, Bozeman is very beautiful. I, I, I remember I was there maybe like a few years ago and one of my friends uh, decided that he wants to take me do something fun. And that fun thing was uh, cross-country skiing. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, my God. I love cross-country uh, skiing. And... I mean, I'm sure you're good at it. I was so bad at it and truly maybe one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life. And I have not been back since just mm. because I am I'm terrified of being back. Well, there you go. I don't know. Yeah, if you're not outdoorsy, it's a bad place to be. It's not a great place <laughs> to be if you're a comedian either, let me tell you. So how long did you do stand-up in Bozeman before you moved to LA? Oh, like a year, year and a half. But it would okay. be like it would be like a thing where like the quote unquote big city in Montana was like two hours away and they had a little bit of a scene. So I would go drive there to do mics and to do shows and stuff and like open up for Polly Shore when he would come by and do the local casino or something. That that kind of shit. I opened for Polly Shore once too. That was, that's so funny. Yeah. Okay. Women throw themselves at Polly Shore. That's what happened when, whenever I opened for him, and it, it's crazy. Oh my god, that was the opposite to me. He was like hitting on all the women. I mean, he wasn't like being a predator, but you could just definitely tell he was trying to get laid. I don't know. When I was around, he was succeeding big time. Like big ups to Polly. You still got it. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I'm just like trying to think about. Like, I just had this moment when I was opening for him where I was like, wow, I thought this guy was, like, so cool when he was a kid. And now he's just kind of like, I don't know. I don't want to be too rude. But, you know, <laughs> just like he's just going to go home with a random lady at this Twitter show. You, you know, know what? Polly Shore at 50 years old, is it's a hard transition. You know, that's a big that's a big pivot from the 90s to then. So you have... Okay, so you've been doing stand-up the whole time, and you mentioned, I'm not just asking about this out of the blue, but you mentioned that you had a different experience doing stand-up post-transitioning, and I thought that's really interesting. What is that like? Yeah, I I hate to say it, but it's it's been kind of negative in some ways, I have to oh, say. Oh, really? Yeah, like there's... There's a comedy club whose name I'm not going to mention that I'm not sure I can go back to just because, like, I don't know if crowds are down with it. And it's so it's so bizarre because, like, like, OK, I, not, not to get too deep right up, but like, I swear, like, I feel like people are either like prepared to, like, recognize me as a three dimensional human being or they're not. 
And if mm-hmm. they are, I do very well. And if not, I just get stared at and like at best. So I'm kind of thinking like I'm really going to have to reconnoiter where I go up and perform now because like it's. That sucks. I, I have to be honest. I thought you were going to like I thought what was going to come out of your mouth was that you were enjoying being like hot. <laughs> it's like a babe, which I'm sure is like, but I would imagine actually thinking over the past like couple of years of stand-up in particular mm-hmm. there's it's just become such a like kind of touch point for like every shitty male comic of like mm-hmm. what's his you know 15 transphobic minutes it kind of reminds me of the 90s when people were like can you believe people are gay yeah yes i i can I couldn't totally believe that. It's not particularly surprising, you know? It's, it's bananas, man. And it's just so shitty because, like, everybody has their take. And it's like, you, like, none of this would be relevant if you talked to one of us for five minutes. You know what I mean? Like, it's, I hate how, I hate when it's like, like, trans people in comedy are like this, where it's like, we're infinitely worth discussing, but not worth learning about. It's like, bro, pick one. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's just such a, like, it's just such a basic, like, the joke is just always some version of, like, can you believe this person was born a guy and then is now a woman? And it's just, like, dude, people really have had a, a lot of time to think about this and get used to it. Like, this is not a surprising piece of information. Uh, a, a comic who I kind of know called me out of the blue the other day and he's like, hey, Fifi, uh, I got this joke. Can you tell me if it's offensive or not? And he, like, rattles it off to me. And I'm like, okay, here are the eight terrible things you said. Oh, my God. That's like, I hate using this term, but that's kind of a lot of... Uh emotional labor for you i mean yeah and then he's like would you want to come on my podcast so we could talk about it because he was getting canceled super hard i'm like i'm not gonna do that man like i got got, oh god i'm not gonna be a human shield yeah, exactly. You know, you know what? You know what though? I wasn't too mad because like it it did I mean the man the man is who he is, but like he did seem in earnest want to learn like what he did that was bad so we could not do it again. Like it, it, I felt yeah. more than self-interest. I I just think I just think yeah, I mean, I mean you're right and at the same time it's just like it will be maybe 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 you learn first. You finish the learning process or at least you know you get like uh as far as you could in it and then write jokes. I don't think learning and writing jokes at the same time is the right way to do it. Like, yeah, I think that's the Because I, I feel like that friend was just like, okay, with the limited information I have, these are my jokes. And I'm like, mm, maybe, especially on, on this subject, maybe just take your time to actually learn and listen to people and then have a take on it. Because I feel like people want to have the take first and it's wrong or it's bad. And then they're like, oh, I'm just trying to learn. I'm like, okay, learn first then. Like, why? Yeah, I mean, I it's, also, it's also just like this thing where, you know, there's like a couple sort of go-to topics that a certain type of comic does now. Like the, the kind of comic that part of how they make money is mm-hmm. to get canceled. And, you know, it's always yeah. like trans people are weird. Sexual assault is not that bad, actually. <laughs> Those might be the two main ones. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that's so funny. It's just the way you said it. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Exactly. You know what it is yeah. too. Like the comics who do that, who have their like obnoxious trans twelve minutes. It's like these are the same people who like three, four years ago would bitch and moan about how everybody had a Trump take that was dull and wrote and uninteresting. It's like we well, guys are now just doing the inverse of this four years yeah. later. I mean, it's like even just the like. You know, because it's always, I think that this gets discussed so much in terms of like, oh, this is cancel culture. You can't say this. And it's like, I don't know, man, you, there's a lot of people saying it. It seems like one, you can say it. And two, it's like, we're just not talking enough about how hack these jokes are. There's a great Mark Marin episode with the guy who wrote that book, The Comedians, and it was all about like canceled comedy. And he went down like the whole history of comedy and he pulled up notes of like, you know, like Milton Berle or like Eddie Cantor saying you can't joke about certain things anymore. So it's just like, I mean, 
it just really made it feel like this is totally not a new phenomenon at all. And the whole you can't say this boohoo shit anymore. That's literally been going on since the dawn of comedy. It was it was oh, yeah. really illuminating. I think, yeah, I think no, yeah, yeah. I think you know the person you're like talking that. about. Because I saw I saw a whole thread of a person just like taking uh newspaper like uh basically cuts and he's they start from 2022 all the way to 1901 mm-hmm. of it was just like the same headline you can't joke anymore you can't make jokes anymore people are so sensitive I'm like oh this has been happening for 120 years now uh people and... are gonna cancel my zoe trope <laughs> exactly exactly I'll, i'm getting kicked out of the nickelodeons over here everything's <laughs> offensive now and it's, it's so funny because most of the time it's just like have you thought about maybe writing good jokes mm. have you considered that because that's always a good thing for comedy as i've heard you can just write better jokes and that will work for you but most of these guys do not want to write good jokes they're just like no this is the lazy take and i've seen some of my idols do it I want to do it. I don't want to have to work hard. And I mean, they're right. I mean, some of their idols are now uh, nominated for a Grammy for best comedy album. Oh yeah, is it like Dave takes. Chappelle and Louis or something? Yeah, Dave Chappelle and Louis. Oh, see, those are the two takes. One, trans people are weird, and two, sexual assault isn't that bad. That's exactly not what only, I'm saying. Not only, not only is the take sexual assault is not bad. He also named the 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 album ironically named it sorry as if like you know uh we're supposed to think it's funny that he doesn't mean his apology and it's just like yeah i guess it's funny since you're being nominated for a grammy and people think this is okay I, the whole I hate the Louis C.K. thing just so goddamn much. Like I'm, I'm not gonna pretend like his work wasn't super important to me, and to just have this fucking shitty stain and awfulness around it all now, it's just and like his work has just gone. I mean, yeah, yeah. That's I thing too. One of my favorite Dave comics. Yeah, yeah. And that thing too about Dave Chappelle. The closer fucking sucks. It fucking sucks, you guys. Like I have seen yeah. Dave pop in at the comedy store and just watch people howl with laughter at him saying the dumbest bullshit. And it's just like you guys are just ha- you just in man love of a dude. Like that's all this is. Exactly. Cause that see, that's the thing. People are like, oh, you're just being you're just offended by the things he's saying. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what? problematic things he's saying aside as a comedian as a structure of a joke and everything the jokes are not funny dave Chappelle literally says shit that you can find in bumper stickers in huntington beach it's yeah fucking lame, <laughs> dude there's literally yeah. there there and it, you know and it's not just Chappelle. it's like the entire conservative humor project mm-hmm. basically comes down to pronouns like that's it like they've basically one joke you know sometimes they'll venture off into like single women or sluts and cat ladies or something but usually it's just they hate cats so much for some reason i know that's sorry that's that's the single most offensive to me all this (laughs) other stuff is offensive but i'm like you can't talk about my children that way they're my little (laughs) babies same (laughs) yeah i i am a woman in my 30s who sleeps around and has uh, the primary emotional bond in my life is my cats and you know what that's a great life they love (laughs) me so much so fuck you (laughs) did y'all see that niles abston joke that went super viral on twitter no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I'm not gonna blow. It. I'm not gonna blow the joke. But like, it's just Niles posted a clip. It's just him saying, "It's a single joke about trans men, and it's the most original, funny take I've ever heard." And it absolutely blew up. And I, my theory is just that people are dying for a take on this stuff that's not dumb. You know, like I wish I could say what it was because it's such. A I wanted to joke. say what it was. We'll link it too so they can experience that. Yeah. But... Okay. Basically, okay, he's know? saying, I'm jealous of trans men because those dudes get to have cute feet. That is Which funny. I, I think that's great. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah. That is funny. Yeah, I like it. I'm trying to think if I have cute feet, and I don't think so. But I feel like if I was really putting in, in effort into it, I could. Oh, yeah. I, I got horrendous feet. <laughs> um, I have really wide feet. Yeah, same here. <laughs> 
they're not great. But so, okay, I guess you win. Congrats. Yeah, I mean, my feet are like, they're like size six. Um, what I was going to say, though, is like, you know, like with this stuff, like, you know, at the clubs when I mean, like hanging out, it tends to be like a very big part of comedy in general. And just like the amount of like comedic antagonism towards trans people change your experience of hanging out. Like, does it feel weird or I can imagine. I mean, yeah, man, there are places that I like started to dread going because every time I would go there, someone would say something stupid to me. It sucks. I know it does. But like, I don't know. I'm kind of, I'm, I'm not that, I I don't know. Like I, I'm trying to look like I do get bummed out about it. Yeah. But like, I'm just going to be like, look, I'm just going to go different places, you know, like, not to get not to be the most pretentious bitch in the world, but I'm like kind of done casting pearls before swine, as the Bible says. So I'm just yeah, you're like, so funny. Oh, yeah. thank you, thank you so much. Likewise, and it's just, and your and TikTok just, is like so good. So you guys should definitely follow Fifi on TikTok. I appreciate um, that, but it's yeah. just like it's just night and day. Like I've I've had crowds full of, and I'm not not to be obnoxious and toot my own horn, but I've had I've gotten like standing O's from crowds and comedy clubs where I can tell it's like young people who get it, and then it's it's I can just so feel whether they like get me or not, and it like then I start thinking oh, I'm crazy, and I'm like, am I just suck? Do I just suck? Am I like not explaining my premises good enough? But then I go in front of a crowd of like cool people, and like they are a hundred percent with me. And it's just, yeah. like, I mean, I'm imagining like, cause some of that has happened to me as just a woman. Like mm. I'm just, you know, I'll just be on a lineup full of dudes and I'm like, yep. no, my jokes are objectively better than theirs. And I'm a more experienced comedian, but people, it'll just be so much harder for me to get people on my side. And I imagine you're kind of getting that in two ways, you know, one from being trans and another just regular misogyny, people dismissing you because they don't want to hear a lady talk. So that sounds rough. Yeah, yeah there's that. Like, they, like whatever guys like respect me or my humor, I'm like, are you are you being transphobic right now? It's like you you belittle my talent like every other woman, buddy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> How how far were you into stand? How many years into stand up were you when you were when you transitioned? Oh fuck! Like like nine or ten. Oh my gosh! So you were doing stand up for a, like a long time. Oh, oh, and just angrily too. Like ugh, it's so cringe in retrospect. But like I was just I was just this furious dude who like you know you never read those people who like don't think they're angry but they're like boiling with rage the entire time. Like that was yeah. me. Yeah. Wait, I'm trying to think. Did we know each other? No. I don't think so. I mean, I always okay. think you were but I don't think we crossed paths. Okay, yeah. I was just wondering if like I just knew you in another life and I just didn't realize that or something. <laughs> no. Uh, but, okay. Um, so, has it changed your act in any way? Um, I think my sense of humor hasn't really changed all that much i mean i'm definitely like a lot happier and like my like my tiktok is very like silly and light like i feel like tiktok is like my silly and light humor and like stand-up is my dark humor yeah that Mm. makes sense it's gotten gotten to a point where i like because like the people who follow me on tiktok some of them are very young and when i'm like i got a show at wherever i got like guys listen it's gonna be substantially (laughs) different to my cutesy pie little tiktoks that is so funny because I, I I think I've recently I saw uh, Janelle James uh, mm-hmm. here in New York and she was she was talking about like how people like the people who watch you know sitcoms and all of that like would see her on Abbott Elementary and then you know you have these people who want to come to see her comedy and they're just like it's gonna be different this is not NBC sitcom where you can't say fuck or say anything this is my stand-up comedy it's gonna be very different very dark and, and all of that so yeah I feel like it's the same way like with, with TikTok you're like oh this is the light version of what my humor is yeah. Uh, I don't think you're ready for the full experience. The full experience. I like that. Um, what was I going to say? So, 
is it like was it did you have to like rethink your act like were you like okay do i have to like do this differently no i mean you you wouldn't think it but like changing gender gen genders will like obliterate your whole act so like i literally started for, like like I literally started from square one and like the first time I was going back up again, I'm just, I would just tell people like, look guys, I changed genders. I don't, I don't know anymore. I'm going to try some shit. Is that okay? And like, people were like, yeah, okay, fine. Yeah. That makes sense. That's so fun. Like yeah. I, yeah. Cause I mean, I feel like when, even when I have just like a change in my life in some way that feels yeah. emotionally substantial, I have to change my jokes and they don't quite fit anymore. But there's also just like the whole question of like how you're perceived, you know, it's so like, it, it, even when I wear jeans versus I wear a dress, like oh, people just God. relate to me so differently, you know? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So in addition to, you know, bad comics, we also have some bad politicians out there. And you were saying that you really were feeling a lot of anxiety about the midterms. I was scared about the midterms this entire year, like terrified, like all these like anti-child trans bills that came out around like April, May, like I was freaked out. Like I was seriously like, okay, do I need to like, buy a gun and like be prepared do i need to drive down to texas and rescue some of these kids it was i was really fucked up about it and like and here's the thing like it turned out pretty well the midterm so like i have this kind of pattern where i will get so worked up and terrified about something and then or even just like just anxious about something and then it'll turn out to be no big deal and then i feel stupid for so getting so worked up i don't feel that about this i was like no you you, you acted pretty correctly given your input yeah i mean it's i mean it's still bad you know uh, mm. when everything has been happening and i mean like i don't blame you because like you also have like those political pundits since like the beginning of the year like talking about the red wave and talking about like how democrats are going to lose 40 seats in in the house and probably like eight seats in the senate or something and and you're like yeah they're republicans are doing so much without even having control over the Senate or the House. So I can't even imagine if they, if the outcome was the way that Pundis has expected it to be, which was not. So, I I mean, I was anxious, anxious about it too. I am still am. Yeah. Because uh, it's not, you know, I, I don't feel like we're still out of it yet. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's, <laughs> things have been... I'd be not great. I don't understand why Democrats can't ever obstruct anything. Like, I swear to God, it feels like constantly like we can't get liberal shit passed because there's some, you know, there's some filibuster or there's just basically some group of Republicans standing in the way. And like, then when they get in power, they just get every fucking thing they want. Like, I don't. Yeah, because we're still doing the whole, I feel like, from at least from my perspective, it's just like Democrats are still still do the thing or like taking like you know uh, the high ground kind of thing. Or like if when they go low, we go high, and I'm just like that does not work. I'm more cynical than that. Yeah. I think that they don't care that much about <laughs> passing stuff. I think probably like you know I think probably on something like abortion, possibly on LGBT rights. They don't really mind passing stuff that helps us, but I think they don't want to set a precedent for them being able to do stuff that could lead to programs that would really piss off their donors, like universal health care or something, you know, like they don't want to teach us to expect things. It's the equivalent of like never doing shit at your job. So they never give you anything to do. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. They have been quite quitting for decades now. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what they do. <laughs> They're quite quitting. I have to get my charger. I'll be right back. Cool. Yeah. No, I mean it's it's so weird, and it's just like like you said, it's just like the the idea of just because Trump was president for four years, and we saw how much he has done mm -hmm. bad stuff, and no one was stopping him. So I feel like now we have an idea of how powerful the president is, mm -hmm. and now you're like. 
come like you're just like holding a stick and just be like, come on, do the things. Like do the opposite of what Trump did, but you know, good stuff with your powers. And they're just yeah. like, no, there's a process. And there's like, no, we've actually seen that there's no process. You That's can just go I'm- and do stuff. Whenever people are like, whenever Republicans are like, oh, this is a, Biden's a socialist president. It's like, do you not see how fucking ineffectual they are all the time? Like, how like, <laughs> how do you not see you're winning? How do you not see you're absolutely crushing this shit? I know. I, it's so funny to me yeah, when they're like, Biden is a socialist. He's a communist. I'm just like, stop making him sound so cool. I know. It's like you're making <laughs> you're making him sound so much better than he is. Like, he's just... <laughs> Like this guy's like a centrist, like a and I mean, like, centrist, not even center left. Exactly. And I mean, to this day, they're like, oh, the reason Democrats have lost seats in the Senate is because of the defund the police movement and because of blah, blah in New York and, and all of that. And it's just like, are we still talking about this? Like, clearly, it's not why people. Yeah, like, I mean, trans people are a really popular punching back, too, in terms of like stupid things to blame when democrats lose elections like that was yeah. the discourse in 2016 is well, trans people wanted to go to the bathroom so that's why donald trump was elected and that now they're still everything. yeah yeah i mean it's just like I, yeah the, yeah it's, it's basically like well you guys asked for human rights and that's going too far left yeah so you got, yeah you want to be alive and that's too much and now Trump is president because you wanted rights. Now what, huh? I I think maybe there I think there was kind of a point to be made about how all this conservatism was like a reaction to obnoxious liberalism, but they have so overcorrected and gone so far above and beyond that that it's just rendered it moot to me. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And they also like started creating things to be mad at. Well, and like essentially they're mad about like 19 year olds online. That's what like it boils down to, you know, and it's like, can you guys not grow up and like just dismiss these fucking children for being what they are like? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And like like when when it comes to making stuff up, like the whole thing they made about like uh, schools having like litter and like in their classes and stuff, because for people who want to identify as pets or pets or whatever and i'm like this is made up like you're literally making stuff up right now just so you can have to rile up your voters and stuff and and i'm like it just for me i'm like how are we letting them like get away with all of this like how do you even stop this and i don't know how because it's fucking insane i mean it's like so the conservative project like is so dishonest that it doesn't really matter what democrats really do or not because you know like speaking of desantis who we were talking about earlier you know he keeps representing it as like you know children who are five years old or having bottom surgery or something like that and it's like that's literally not happening anymore you know, at all. Uh, that one drives me so goddamn angry because like they like people have no idea what chan- trans children healthcare is like, well, they're just going to start cutting the kid up. No, it's like one, it's hard as shit to do when you're when you're or fucking adult. You have to jump through so many bureaucratic hoops for children. It's double that. And they don't do shit until they turn 18 anyway. And the fucking puberty blockers that they take were invented in 1993. They used to give them to cis kids all the goddamn time. No one gave a fuck. Yeah, and there's definitely this brand of like uh, Ed's Lord journalist that mm-hmm. is very obsessed with this, like um, like Pamela Paul or like Jesse Single, you know, Katie Herzog. I don't even want to call her a journalist, but there's like just these like media figures who just have this real fixation, and particularly in particular with like healthcare for trans children, where you know it's like we have to get to bone density loss and teenagers who take puberty blockers. And it's like, dude, you literally don't care about this. Like who the fuck is thinking about somebody else's bone density? I've never thought about even my own bone density ever. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> you, you my know. mom tried to get me to take calcium because she vaguely mentioned about something that it helped with bone density, but I, I didn't even listen then, you know? So. Yeah. You know, I always think about like the trans like sports debacle debate. And then I think that I got to start thinking like, 
which female stand-ups could I beat in a fist fight? And I honestly think I'd lose like 75% of those fights. <laughs> it's just also like, you're never going to convince me that any of these people have cared about women's sports before now. Oh Ever. God, that, yeah, that's the worst. Like women's, women's sports are a joke until they can step on some queer people's necks. It's fucking ridiculous. Uh, yeah. Like, like not, not only do we, do they not care, like the, the, the women uh, soccer team, has won maybe every World Cup for the past, I don't know how uh-huh. many. And they hate them so much. The men t- soccer team has never won a World Cup. Uh-huh. Nothing. Zero. And they're and they're not that good. And the way they hate these women. And I'm just like, you cannot pretend to care about women's sports and also n- not care at all. Like it's literally the extreme opposites. And I'm like, you have to pick one. When when people talk about trans with trans people in sports, I just say like, okay, name me who who is Megan Rapinoe, and if you can't answer, I'm kicking you in the dick. Yeah, <laughs> or they will answer and they t- will tell you how much they 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 dislike her, and it's just like you can't. What are we even talking about now? Like this is insane. Do you love women's sport or do you hate women's sport? Mm-hmm. Pick one. Yeah, or do you hate women in general? <laughs> well, I mean, that's the answer, yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, to me, it's just like, there's just this, there's this, like, made-up person that everyone talks about catering to, which is just, I guess, this white guy who just walks around all day being like, oh, God, I'm so uncomfortable. I'm just, yeah. I'm so uncomfortable with the way that the world's changing. But I have to imagine that for, like, the majority of people, liberal or even kind of conservative, like, I, I think most of us are not really, like, thinking that much about other people's lives. Like, it's very weird to me to become super invested in, like, these issues that just don't affect you whatsoever, like mm-hmm. women's sports or something. I don't know. Exactly. I mean, like, literally, there's nothing more American than just only thinking about yourself. And yeah. now we're now people are pretending that there is, like you said, a made up person who's walking around just being uncomfortable by other people's lives. And I'm just like, I am mostly most of the time, I'd say I'm thinking about myself. That's the only person I'm thinking about. I spend most of my time thinking about me. And to pretend that I'm just like going around me, like I'm not comfortable by the way people choose to live their lives. I don't know what people are even doing with their lives, to be honest. Well, and people just make up these made up scenarios. Like what if, what if a trans athlete would defeats a cis girl and then she takes the scholarship that normally would have went to the cis girl. Like, first of all, like, okay. If there's some like trans girl who's like a fucking DuPont or something, and she's just like been on hormones for 30 seconds and like, should that ever like, and then she takes someone's scholarship, like from like someone who grew up in a trailer, like, okay, when that happens, you call me and we'll talk it out. But it's just like, these things just are not happening. Like how many trans women athletes are there even? How many of us, here's the thing too. How many of us are athletic? We are the dorkiest group of people you've ever met in your fucking life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if we were having a debate about, you know, sound technicians for theater, that would be a different situation. Yeah. But there like, you go. Yeah. There you go. Uh, it's like, yeah, like the whole thing about like trans people cannot join the military. And I'm just like, you're literally doing this against what? The 20 people who want to join the military or something? Like, what are we even doing? Someone will take a bullet for you. You can buy her a goddamn pussy. <laughs> I think that there was, like, so they tried to pass a law that was, like, in Utah and to ban um, trans girls from playing high school sports. Mm. And I can't remember if it was one or three, but I think it was one where the governor said no, because he was like, we're literally doing this to one person. No, I'm not going to pass a law that pertains to one person. That's bullying. Like, Good for which, them. Yeah, good on, but it, yeah. it is. It's just straight up bullying one one individual, which is just yeah, so mean. Also, maybe, I don't know, ha- let your kids play better, I guess. If you're w- worried about this one person, maybe they should train more. I don't know. Um, yeah. Yeah. I know. I was just, 
to me, it's like, I don't know. I, there's, there's just such like a media ecosystem about it. Like kind of with the, with comedy and journalism, it's the Mm -hmm. same thing where there's just like, I don't know what it is, probably like 15 to 20, maybe more people that have just really managed to like monetize this. It feels like it's a complete cash cow to just be Mm -hmm. a transphobe, you know, like there was, yeah, like people have just made it their entire, their entire thing. Well, and then they like can't get out of it, you know, like they've just dug themselves in too deep. Like, Mm -hmm. like, do you think Dave Chappelle could change? Like, I I just don't, I don't see like JK Rowling, like being enabled to change her mind, but which by the way, I really think she's a trans man. You think so? Yeah, I do. I mean, I don't know. She's just, just something, one, there's just something in her eyes. And like, I don't know, she wrote under like a male pseudonym for a long time. So like, that's, you know, something dudes do. I don't know. (laughs) I could definitely see that. I mean, there's definitely some truth to that old stereotype of like, if a guy is super homophobic, he's actually gay. And I mean, I would say at minimum, a lot of the turfs that you see are probably having, whether they're trans or not, they're probably having some kind of feelings about their gender. Can I tell you who I genuinely believe? Like, I'm not kidding when I say this, who I genuinely believe is a trans woman. Who? Eminem. Damn, I want to hear the whole theory. Okay, like, (laughs) it's going to take a minute. But, um, I mean, (laughs) like, go with the basics, like, the misogyny and the homophobia. Like, the lady doth protest too much. I mean, that's, that's, you know, that's bread and butter for spotting transphobes and homophobes. Two, uh, motherfucker is in drag in every single video <laughs> does. Usually multiple outfits. Like, and like I, I and every single one of us goes through this thing where we dress like a woman because it's quote unquote funny. And like he he does it a lot. Like a I lot. I can see like, that. I'm just imagining a version of Eminem where he's like, what? My name is Melissa. My name is <laughs> Can you imagine, like, imagine if he ever did transition and then, like, the first album he does after doing that where he's, like, super angry and defensive and just goes, like, full Slim Shady about it? Like, that'd be the greatest, that'd be the greatest. You know what? No no wonder he was, like, yeah, so angry at his his mom, too. Like, his whole thing. Maybe the, the mom was just, like, you know, she was transphobic and that's what, you know, came out of it. And he had this whole song, like, the Sorry Mom song cleaning out my closet yeah yeah that explains a lot well and also like just look like and this look at his eyes like it's just i feel like this is just something like we can tell but like his soul does not fit and you don't see it in his eyes at all Uh, another thing too he got really overweight for a time and like sometimes like trans people have like odd relationships with their bodies and um what was my fifth point okay there's a video of him online where he it's you know in the 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 real some shady video where he dresses up like britney spears it's where he's getting his makeup done up to be britney spears and like the lady stops he looks at himself he looks at himself in the mirror and he goes i'm a girl and like he smiles have you ever seen eminem smile no i love this i i i hope this for her <laughs> me too. I am I am yeah. running with this theory. I heard it now and I believe it. It's not even a theory to me anymore. I'm taking it as facts. I dated a guy actually that I wondered if he could be trans. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but there was just like a lot of like things where I just like will not be at all surprised if I don't know. There was just there was just something where I'm just like you have like a lot of feelings that you're not talking about and I don't know what it is, but it just felt like it was that. I'm not sure. I believe you. Yeah. Um, but I could just be projecting because he was also kind of like <laughs> I don't know. He would just be <laughs> he's just like a really he's just overly macho, you know what I mean? We're like mm-hmm. like oh, so we're like the like 40 year old virgin. Like he would just always be like, Yeah, I like having sex with women with my dick. And I'm just like, why, why are you talking like this? this Hell like, yeah, dude. Yeah, this is really, <laughs> this sounds completely pretend. <laughs> like, you know, so 
but yeah. Um, so tell us where you're working on creatively and where people can find you. Oh, uh, you can find me on my TikTok. It's at Fifi Dosh at F-I-F-I-D-O-S-C-H. And right now I got a, a pilot that's semi-autobiographical that I'm shopping around. And I'm like really, really proud of it. And it's something I've had in my mind for like a long time, but I've been working on it for about a year and I finally finished it. And I'm just, I just, I want to get this show made. Like you ever just have a show where you like, if like I can get this made, this is going to be a mega hit and I can knock this out of the park. Like, yes, I I totally know what you mean. And I think you'll get it made one way or the other. Yeah. Um, no, you should, you got this. You're super talented. Oh, I appreciate that. So thank you too, Kate. Any other things you want to plug before we go? Uh, no, you can find me on Instagram, F-I-F-I-D-O-S-C-H. Um, that's pretty much what's up for me. Don't have, I don't have any road gigs right now. So find me online. I'm way more active on TikTok than I am on anything else. Okay, amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Reply Guys. If you like the show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash reply guys, where we have a catalog of over 25 bonus interviews with renowned writers, journalists, and comedians. The show is hosted by Kate Willett. Our producer is Genevieve Garrity. Our theme song was performed by Emily Fremgen, who wrote the song with Kate Willett. Our artwork is by Adrian Lobel. If you want to find us on Twitter, we're at Kate Willett with two L's and two T's. And I'm at O Julia Tweets, O-H Julia Tweets. And Twitter is where you can, of course, also find our reply guys. They are always with us. Bernie, take us out. walking that ribbon of highway I saw above me that endless skyway I saw below me that golden valley this land was made for you and me this land is your land this land